There is enough money on this planet to do anything. Use it. Take your money and use it for something good. Thanks for subscribing to the ZonCon podcast, the podcast all about Amazon conversations. These are the tips and tricks to become an Amazon millionaire. Here is your host, Andrew Erickson. He is all things Amazon, and so is this podcast. Let's have an Amazon conversation. Hey, guys. Welcome to the ZonCon podcast. I am here with Aaron Cordovez today, and Aaron is a college dropout. He stopped school, kind of went the alternative route a little bit instead of getting that four-year degree with a $60,000 debt bill and went into a programming boot camp and got into making a few websites. Then he got into Amazon and this guy is doing almost, he's so close. He's so close to doing eight figures in sales, eight figures. I'm talking about 10 million. That's eight figures, right. right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight figures. Aaron, thanks so much for being here. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. And I really appreciate, you know, what you're doing. And I, I listen to your podcast. Great stuff. You have great guests coming on and, and you're, you're the real deal talking about Amazon. I, I love talking about Amazon. This is not my job. Like when I talk to anybody, even if they don't sell on Amazon, we somehow get into the topic. I love it. It's, you know, it's the next wave. It's how customers are, are going to get products. And we're in the best space right now in business. I truly believe that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's why that's the big reason why I started the podcast. Look, I can't stop. I can't shut up about Amazon. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude. Oh my God. Did you know you can make your own business and sell shit on the internet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I love talking about it too. So I'm glad that you're, you're here chat, have an Amazon conversation. And so I got connected with you inside the Titan Mastermind. Titan Mastermind's yep. the network uh, leader in and it's really good. I'll can drop a link if you guys are interested in learning more about Titan. But I saw you for the first time in person on stage in Orlando talking about your software, Samurai Seller. Uh We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, I want to know, what's Aaron's origin story? Where where are you from? Oh, where I'm from? I am from a place where whenever I mention it, people will talk and talk. No, okay, Venezuela. Okay, (laughs) Venezuela. Um, Yes, Venezuela, I'll tell you, is a land of such honest and humble people and kind and great food. It's such a great place. And unfortunately, you know, it's it has been overrun by some issues, particularly the last like 10, 15 years. And I mean, uh, a lot of people, there's been a mass exodus out of there. But if you meet any Venezuelan person, you know, generally they have their stuff together, great people. And I love my country. And we actually hire people out there now, try to get back. And, and yeah, so I'm from, I, I did grow up in Miami though, 305 which is a big place in Latino. I mean, it's basically South America. If you've been there, like 90% plus of yeah. Spanish, you know. But yeah, and that's kind of where I'm from. And I, after high school, you know, I didn't, I did do like one college course later and I got out of that because I thought it was horrible. But after high school, man, I, I just went and volunteered and I felt like I want to do some of my life. You know, when I was little, I always said like, I want to do be great and, and do big things. And I thought, I don't know, I just, college didn't really wasn't a big thing for me. So I went out and I was just volunteering and doing. And, and you know, when you're working for not for money, I think that you have such a much higher discipline. Because no one's forcing you to do it. You can't say like, well, I'm mad today because my boss said blah. Like you're doing this for you. You're doing this for what you want to achieve. And so doing that for several years. And I didn't start really working until like I got married and I we said we want a family. And I said, I can't do this forever. You know, I got to go make some money. That's what, how what I... What were you volunteering yeah. at? What, what kind of program were you associated uh, with? I, I was doing uh, a lot of things, volunteering. I did a lot of like anti-drug, like drug awareness. I did, you know, I, I went to do different tours and like raise money for drug education programs and I, 
was also volunteering like in disaster response and, and doing various things. I, I eventually I got into online. So I actually made websites like worked on our website called drugfreeworld.org, which is the largest non-governmental drug awareness agency um, oh, wow. in, in the planet. And I built like that website and I was building a bunch of other websites on studying and getting people on education rather than illiteracy and things like that. So worked a, a lot with various nonprofits actually. Nice. That's awesome. So th- I love that you have like the nonprofit origin. That's very inspiring that you, you don't just care about yourself. You That's care all about the, the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just about the I money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, nice. I think so, most people care. I think a lot of people care and some people maybe are not open and going about it, but listen, the, I, just since you mentioned, it, I want to talk a little more about it, but sure. when, when <sighs> it's crazy because listen, let's say your sister or your brother or your nephew or somebody, Let's say someone is going at them and was get, had a knife in their hand to go stab them, right? Anybody, almost a, a probably 99% of people would go and like defend the baby. Like, don't hurt my, don't hurt my son. Don't hurt my kid. Even strangers you see on the street, like if someone's going to beat up, like, oh no, call the police. Like you get involved. What's happening nowadays is the stuff is so secret. And so like the drug, mm. like the, the psychotropic drugs, it's one out of every five people. And I, I'm not going to get into a whole role on this because I know this is about Amazon and about stuff we'll get in there. <laughs> but, but this is, I know you, later on you're going to, you, you talk normally about the why, but like this is happening to people, but you don't see it. And so people don't act. So what, what I do is I always try to push myself, like pretend it is happening in front of your face. Mm. They're, they're being sold heroin that will ruin their life and being told it's safe. But because, you know, it's not like a knife in the hand, you don't feel like you need to do anything. But no, this it's happening. So I, I try to keep alert and, and, and fight. Them. Yeah, the drug problem in the U.S., the opioid, mostly prescriptions, I think, mm-hmm. more than anything mm-hmm. else, is a real deal. That's good that you're getting involved with that. Are you still yeah. involved with those? Yeah. Uh, those move? Nice. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Cool. So, But I'm curious. So you went and got one of those boot camp. Yeah, I got into Was it a degree or certification yeah, yeah, or something? I, I did a class called the App Academy. So I just App looked. App Academy. And, okay. At the time, look, I have discipline. I know how to learn. I know how to like be humble and like know what I don't know. And I go, I don't know how to make money. Like I've been volunteering for four years. Like I, I have no idea how to make money. Let me go find out how I can make enough money to support my wife. And we want to have a kid like right away. How do I make at least six figures right away? And so when I researched for me, it seemed like it was pretty obvious going to programming bootcamp was going to work. And so I did that. App Academy was the second best and it had that opening. My wife was pregnant and I go into the store a lot because it's pretty cool. So my wife's pregnant. I'm like, what do I got to do? Yeah. Holy shit. And then actually I finished my class at the end of December and I had no job. I'm like, oh shit, like I was depending on this, everything. And while my wife was in labor, I got my job offer <laughs> for nice. the thing. Like, oh, wow. Literally in, the, <laughs> in the hospital, like pushing, I'm like, damn, I'm a deadbeat dad. I got no job. I, I can't support my family. Like, oh shit. And then like the job offer came in. I'm like, thank God. Like, babe, we're going to be okay. Like, we're going nice. to be fine. And then, you know, after being like eight months into that, then is when I got introduced to Amazon. And and I just knew education is so key because you can go from, I knew nothing about programming, but with wanting to learn, assuming I don't know, but instead trying to really extract information, how to get better. And I could easily, I easily tripled my income in like four months. And I said, Hey, if I can learn about Amazon, go in it with the same attitude and learn Amazon and don't pretend and don't BS myself and just learn from somebody who knows how to do it. I could then go up and achieve similar success in Amazon. So that was my viewpoint when I went in. Education is so key. And now this alternative education, like, you know, this podcast, this is not like, you don't go to college and like, listen to this podcast, you'll learn how to sell on Amazon. No, but like, do a podcast, do a training, do a masterclass and learn from guys who are doing it. 
that is a way to make money because the money can be made. There's market share out there for plenty of people. And so that's the route that I went to Amazon. Nice. So what, what kind of, was it a course or something? Or yeah, a, I, I, I did ASM, uh, I mean, ASM. machine, ASM 5. Nice. ASM 5, baby. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. I talked to the, uh, who was it? Mike McClary and uh, what's mm-hmm. the guy's name? One of the other Rich guys Henderson from ASM. And- yeah, Rich Henderson. Exactly, Rich. And he was, I said, I was like, they did ASM 5. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that was the worst course we ever did. Oh, no. like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I'm making millions. Like, what are you talking about? It was perfect. He's like, really? So, you know, he, they thought it was like bad and like, nobody didn't help anybody. But I know several people ASM 5 that are doing great. And so it's interesting because in their view, like maybe they had more success in the early ones or later ones. And like that one was a failure. But I'm like, dude, if it wasn't for SM5, like I would probably still be programming, you know, and, and working my ass off and not having ability to just go and say, hey, we're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. Hey, I want to go donate more. I want to go do this. I want to take care of all these classes, whatever. Maybe I wouldn't have that opportunity if it wasn't for SM5. So even though the guy thought it was a bad course, it was so, so important for me. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And, and and like you said, learning stuff from these different sources, you don't necessarily have to get like an MBA from Wharton or whatever. Like you can learn all these things from the comfort of your own home and everything. And, you know, I actually never even took a course. Like I just listened to a podcast, The Amazing Seller. Oh, yeah. By, Scott, uh, Volker. Scott Volker. Yeah, I got to yeah. meet him in person finally oh, uh, nice. uh, back in September. He had his own conference. And I was like, dude, I'm going to go meet that guy because he's my guru. His stuff is, he's diverted a little bit now. He's talking more about like brand building and stuff, which like I, 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 I super believe in, but I'm also like, I'm also just kind of like the Amazon guy. So like, I just need more Amazon content. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I like him. He goes really widespread and brand and this and YouTube. Yep. He, like, Mailing if you want, ex- if you want experiment me. stuff, yeah, if you want experiment stuff, like go to Scott. Like, you could go yeah. experiment. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, you know, I, I never took a course. I just, I ended up, I, I, I like, listen to his podcast incessantly though. I mean, mm. he had 60 episodes out at the time when I placed my first order and I listened to every episode three times. Wow. And then there was like 10 episodes that were like, here's like the meat and potatoes of like how you actually talk to a supplier and, and like import and blah, blah, blah. I listened to those ones like five, six times. And so like, yeah, like I didn't take a traditional course, but like, yes, that considers Scott to be like my guru. Uh, that's, but ASM, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, ASM is like, I've heard amazing things about it. And I know Rich Henderson, he's, what is he, the C? He's not the CEO. He's, no, he, he's, I think he just does the trainings, you know, and, and he's kind of like, people know him, but he's, he's the no, leader. He's definitely run sure. by Jason, Jason and Matt, you know. Yeah, that's he's, right. So Rich is one of the leaders. I'm not sure, whatever, whatever. I don't know what his status is in the company, but like he's one of the leaders and he's a really nice guy. So I can have nothing bad to say about ASM. It's a pretty good, pretty good program. Okay, so you get into Amazon. Okay, this was ASM five was five years ago. Two, yeah, two thousand fifteen. I think it was early two thousand fifteen or like maybe the second quarter, because I think our first sale was April two thousand fifteen. So I must have had at least like two months before that that it started. So it must have been first quarter two thousand fifteen. Nice. And that first product that you sourced, are you still selling that product now? Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. I, I'll tell you. I. I'm shocked, guys, because I and I know you asked this question on your podcast. I sell, I mean, 90% of 90% plus of the products that I've ever sold, I keep selling them. And and I, I'm gonna put a little Amazon tidbit here. If people who do sell on Amazon currently, this is how you defend your status. So uh the product that we sell, that product is actually number one bestseller. It's like a category winner. It's like number one, and it's nice. The BSR is better than than anybody by far. Like we're doing really good on that, on that product. And so what happens is you need to do like real marketing. So 
if you do get to number one or you sell any sort of decent volume, what will happen is other guys will come into the scene, right? Now, if you're going to be an innovative company or like a good Amazon company, you're going to keep innovating also. So if it's, you're not adding variations, if you're not doing something, if, like if you're just staying still, people will catch up to you. And, and we've done that. We have a couple of bestsellers and, you know, the guys who are sitting up there, when we started, they're like 3,000 reviews, 5,000 reviews, and we beat them. We become number one. If you are getting, you know, coming up in the ranks, you have a video and the number one guy doesn't have one. You can catch up to him and beat him. That's what happened to one of ours. We beat them because we had the video, didn't have the video. Okay. If you're defending your product, you can see who's coming up. You can see, oh, I'm number five in, you know, silicone spatulas or number two or number one or number 10, whatever. Now, the only way you lose market share is if someone else takes your place. So you can literally watch that and say, oh, well, this guy took my place. Well, what happened? Okay, he's using this kind of image that looks shiny, has this little shine on it. He has a video that's an unboxing. He has, or, or he or she, of course, a lot of female sellers as well. So you watch and you react to that. Don't sit on your ass and let them take you. Like if you're number four and they're number 10 and they're inching up, okay, well, what are they doing that's better? Because if they have thousands of less reviews or hundreds of less reviews, they're newer, they're not ranked and they're catching up. It means they're doing something that you're not doing. So go learn from them, take it over and don't let, don't let that be the reason you let them take your market share because changing an image for you, if you have an established company, you can pay 50 bucks, a hundred bucks or take a, pay a photographer, do something and do, do a new image, do a new video, do something else, react and don't sit there and let them take your market share. Cause it doesn't come one day to the next. The first product that we sold, like we've had two or three times people come up and start taking market share and we go, Hmm, Oh wow, their image. That's a really smart idea. Then we go and do a photo shoot and get one that's similar, make it a little bit better. We survey it. You know, we use software and we survey this image versus image. And until we win, we don't, we don't stop. That's, that's a super, this is one of the things I, I would attribute to our success is like, it's real marketing guys. What do you like more? Not tricks and hacks. This image is more appealing. Good, let's go for it. And so you need to react. And so that's how I think we've kept at the top is whenever anybody comes in inches up, we react and we make sure we stay at the top. So yes, that's, um, that's, that's our first product. I love that. Ah, that's so good. That's that's ah, right there. I love that. So make sure you pay attention to your competition. Don't focus like a thousand percent on your competition. Try to be like the best, I think, just based on your own metrics. But then like definitely take a look at that competition and see what's coming up. I'm curious what you said. Uh, you 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 test your images. What do you? Yes. How do you test your images? Well, I have kind of an underground software that I can't really share with people, but I have an up and coming extra software. Okay, hopefully you actually can sign up. There's no public users there on there. Starting about next week, um, I have a person coming, and they're going to be project manager. We're going to build this out. But the website is called Poll and Profit. P O L L and Profit. Um, it's not up and running right now, but if someone's listening to this episode later, this is our public facing software. Because currently, if you want to survey and ask for polls, right, for Amazon customers, you can go to pickfu.com, P-I-C-K-F-U.com. But if you want prime members, it's going to cost you $2 a survey. It's kind of expensive, right? So what we do is we're, we have a we have the basic programming stuff. And because I love software, I love doing stuff for Amazon sellers. So pull on profit, it's going to be a lot cheaper than two bucks. And you'll get prime members, you'll get people who, you know, they write reviews, you can find like verified order history, we're going to have all this stuff in place. And so yeah, we, we use a similar software uh, that's not public facing that will literally just go to Amazon customers and say, hey, which one would you rather buy? Hey, you're shopping for a friend. Which one would you rather buy? This or this? Anyway, you could use PickFu. That's an open one. It is kind of expensive and pull on profit is going to be way better. No, I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong with PickFu. I just think it's expensive. Um, not everybody could, could pay $2 
per survey or 250 and they do a minimum, I think of 50, 50 surveys. So again, you know, you're looking at at least a hundred bucks just to check one image. What if you need to check five to win? You know, it could be 500 bucks and not everybody could pay that. So in ours, the minimum will be much smaller than 50. So yeah, use the software and, and show it's like which one nice. do you buy. And sometimes it's, it's ridiculous what you see. You think, let's say you're selling a silicone spatula. Yours is this. The other one is this. And you compare them and 95% of the people pick your competitor's one. Sorry, dude, your ads are not going to work. Your thing's not going to sell. You're not going to rank if everybody wants your competitors against yours. So you need to make sure you at least have that fundamental piece in. So I really think we, we, don't, we don't put products until we, we survey that main image. And that's why we're making pull and profit. I want to make it available to everybody. I wish it was up and people could sign up right now. But you know, if they're looking at this in a few weeks, I think it'll be up and running in two weeks. Awesome. Cool. I'm super excited. And you will, well, this will be like your uh, uh, breaking news. Yeah, yeah. com is available right now. Go ahead and go to it right now, guys. Exactly. exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I love the one thing I want to pull apart your methodology here. And I love that you're being scientific and, and like data driven with this. And I a thousand percent agree with that. And we do use PickFu because uh, it's the only option right now. Hopefully yeah, profit yeah. and pull is pull and profit is, is like, it's going to be way better, but we. So what we do, and I'm guessing you probably do something similar with mm-hmm. your with your own stuff, is we'll just A/B test two images. Like which yep. one do you think is better? And another thing that's been kind of cool too is we'll say uh, we'll actually mock up a uh, listing as mm-hmm. if it were actually on a mobile or desktop okay. screen. So including like your complementary images, like images two to seven or something. Or no, actually, we're, so trying to because if we're doing something, for example, testing our main image. Yep. Main image, that's what we call win the click, right? Is mm-hmm, that based mm-hmm. on that main image? And so what we do is we take the, we'll take like a mobile phone uh-huh. and, you know, on the phone, you can see whatever, two or three listings at a time on a screen, right? Mm-hmm, and we'll place our two images inside of that place and just say, okay, cool. So here's the mocked up version of what it looks like on a phone. And we literally even like put like, like someone's hand is holding yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like okay. the iPhone, sure. right? And you can see like the Amazon app is there and the you know, all the stuff is there, right? It's all sure, it's sure. easy to mock that up. And then we just say like, which one of these three that you see on the screen would you pick? Yeah. And two of them are ours and one of them's a competitor, whatever it is, something like that, right? Like we'll do maybe both of them are ours or or maybe like our top three competitors or whatever. And then like people can select like this one or this one. And then they give you like one or two sentence reply, like why? And like, mm-hmm. oh my God, yes. you get like, such good information. And the nice thing is these are strangers, right? Yes. They don't care about hurting your feelings. Nope. Right? They'll tell you like, yeah, that picture is crap. Like what, what is going on here? I don't get it. So true. And, and what's funny is they don't know which is your brand anyway. So even if it was a nice stranger, they don't know yep. like, <laughs> hey, this brand, this samurai, you know, spatula or whatever, like if they knew it was yours, maybe they would do it just because they don't want to hurt your feelings, even if it's a stranger, but they don't know which one is yours anyway. So and the sentences, you get such great feedback. I mean, and sometimes like your product just can't win because and I wouldn't say that, but let's say your handle is just really cheap as handle and you're trying to make your image beautiful. And every time the guy says, this handle looks more ergonomic and you lose, look, you need to go source a different product. We, we've done that. Like we went for a cheap version and we serve it and it just kept losing. No matter how shiny and flipped and angled, we kept losing. We're like, this is a bad product. We're going to source a different type with a different handle. And so, so this is, is this part of your product selection process then? No, it, it no. once this other one is up, cause I, we pay, we don't pay as much as a pig food, but we still pay. And so with, with this other one, we'll get it way cheaper. And, and yes, I think it's, I think it should be, you know, it really should be because if you just have like the standalone product with like no fluff, cause it, you know, there's, there's some companies that all they do is put the image and like move on. They don't really focus on that. 
But like, let's say you have a simple image and a simple image, which product just looks better for the customer and you have that on your side. And then on top of that, you make a great image. That's better. So we're going crazy this year. We're going crazy this year in the number of products. So we're just, I almost didn't want to say it because I don't want to give out my secrets, but we're, we're going to source a lot of products this year. Nice. And um, last year we did 75 and we're, we're blowing it out of the water this year. So wow. Just think of it that way. And so it takes a lot of time to do that. And I, and in some cases we do like for colors, you know, we, we, we're going to check, check the colors. And so we're going to start a product. We want to start with four or five colors. We'll go and test those out. Yes. Nice. So can you give us a little, without divulging all of your super secrets, a little bit about your product selection and, and like at least your methodology? Like, yeah, I'm guessing sure. you have some sort of like system, right? Yeah, we have system and, and we have like, you know, um, do you use Airtable? You know Airtable? No, what is that? Okay. It's like a, oh, you would love this. I just already oh, know because okay. I listened to your episodes. It's like Excel, but online, kind of like Google Sheets, but it's way better because it you can't make errors. It's so easy. It's two sheets online that's easily shareable and is totally within every limit and anybody of any technical expertise can use it. So we have this sort of air table and we have a bunch of fields you fill in, right? We've built this as making our company and we have one, we have our one brand. We're building that brand. We're like, we don't need to go out of our niche. We have one brand. We're going to make this thing huge. And so the way we, we do it is like, okay, does it fit our numbers? And we check everything out and we have certain ways that we fill it in, but we have to say, Hey, it has to have a good return on investment, your ROI, right? Because that's, you have limited cash flow. You know, there could be Chinese companies that put in $200 to make 20. Like that's cool for them, you know, and, and that's fine. But for me, I, I can't do that. I'll, I'll run out of money and I, I can't make new products. So we have a minimum, you know, return on investment, which generally speaking is 100%. So if we buy it for three bucks, we want to make three bucks from Amazon, which I think is just a basic thing. And people ask me like, well, why you do that and whatever. And the point is, is your money, you know, unfortunately, I'm not like a billionaire right now. And I can't put in a hundred million dollars into products and just be like, okay, cool. Like, let's do this, you know? And if it has 50% ROI, I just make 50 million. I don't have that capability. So I have a certain amount of funds and to put it to good use, I want to have make a hundred thousand become 200,000, right? And what's cool with the hundred percent return on investment, you can flip that product two or three times in a year. So, you know, from January to March, you make it return once and then, you know, you can do it two or three times, maybe four yep. if you're super, like super freaking ninja or whatever, but you turn over that product. And so you can make, if I have $100,000, I can make that $300,000 in a year. And if your return on investment is too low, the business is taking your money and you can't do it. So that's one of the biggest things in product selection. And then two, we just go after anything that will make us a good amount of money or, or it's going to be worth it. You know, if it's going to make $10 profit a day, we just, we're like, forget that thing. I don't want it ever, you know? Yep. Um, and we're not so going after a $1,000 profit per day either. And you stay inside of your same brand and same niche, yeah. right? Yeah, at least nice. right and now so, we're just we're just building it out. We're we're going for top, definitely top one hundred Amazon sellers this year. That's the goal. You know, seller ratings. Ah, do you look at nice. your do you look at your seller ratings? Sellerratings.com. Oh no. Oh, check it out. Like you go to uh -oh. sellerratings.com, right? And then if you go there, you can actually search for your store name and it's gonna rank you based on your feedback. So again, it's ah. not it's not fully accurate because someone who has a forty dollar cart value is gonna be lower ranked or, or worse ranked than higher. Right. And so it's basically they look at the feedback and number feedback and they rank you. And this is the same, uh, the same website that has a lot of the Amazon articles that get shared by the media. Like this is a huge company that does this. They aggregate everything. But you can look at your rank on this thing. And I always look at it and I'm like, you know, we got to top whatever. We're, we've been in the top 500 for a little bit. And I mean, I want to be in the top 10, you know, top 10, like not this year, not next year, but hey, at least maybe three years from now, like top 10. There's definitely some of my competitors are in the top like 50. And so I just want to take them out. 
Yeah. All right. That's exciting. <laughs> I I've never heard of this website, and I yeah. did, did, did you search yourself? Did you did you search yourself? Did you search? Yeah. It says okay. I'm. It says I'm ten thousand plus. No, no, you might have put it wrong. Uh, what's your cart value? So is it all based on seller feedback, or is it based on? It's based on seller feedback, but like we don't request anybody to write seller feedback, right? And is it is it for sure yours? I mean, again. Before 10,000, they don't do it. I do know some sellers who do sell well and it says 10,000 plus. And that's generally guys who maybe people don't like to write feedback. It's like maybe auto parts and they just don't care. They just want it or something. And then it's going to huh. skew it. But yeah, there's so also... About, but on, our, on our main brand, we do about 2 million a year in revenue. Okay. So I'm guessing I would... Does that put me in the top 10,000? Yeah. Um, what, what is your, what's your cart? What's like your cart, like $10 average cart value? You know, 30, we're 30. like yeah, mid thirties. You, know, you, you probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't show up here because what's happening is there's a lot of guys who sell, you know, 10 or $15 heart value. And so just by volume of orders, they're going to get more feedback. You have a very high uh, heart value, right? So the feedback that you're going to get is smaller. Like I know somebody who's, who, who cleared, you know, $10 million and they're only ranked 2000 and it's just commensurate because their cart value is high. So the higher the cart value, the less this is going to be exciting for you. So our cart value is around 15. So you know, it's, it's, it's better for us. And, and again, we're around 9 mil in revenue. And so this is exciting because we get a lot of feedback, right? In general. So you're definitely not on the low, in the, in the, below the <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the top 10,000. Okay. But the way that this works, the way that it takes, you know, the feedbacks and the, and the cart value, you have a very high cart value to, to be able to show up on here. Ah, probably you'll, okay. probably you'll show up anyway next year. If you just increase volume, it'll, you'll show up there. And you can search. Yeah, we're actually... We're actually kind of focusing on higher priced items now. We found that we have a few products that are north of eighty dollars now, Woo! and uh, they do really well. And the competition is way less in that yes. in that range. It's it's a pain in the ass because some of them are really big and some of them are intricate and everything else. But we found that just to be, it's like a nice blue sky area. I agree. I agree. It's so it's so nice, and and not, you don't get a lot of competitors. So I think it's a brilliant strategy, honestly. And we we have a few in that range, but most of ours are are much less. But either way, even if you keep it that high cart value, just by as your Amazon business expands, you're going to get more sales and more feedback and you will show up on here. And then- yep. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I, now I'm going to like start freaking out if I'm not on there soon. <laughs> I'm just going to start selling like Q-tips to just get like my numbers up. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Aaron, I, I know a big thing that, that you... A big project that you have is Samurai Seller, which yes. is a ad software, a P- Amazon PPC right. software. I'm curious, like, why did you start a new PPC software? It's a great question. So what happened, right? I came from programming. And honestly, when we originally did this, the first product that came out on Samurai was called the Reviewer Reveal. And we were using that loophole that Amazon had that it could tell you the... Uh, so I just got a buddy of mine, you know, the best developer I've known in my entire life. And I said, hey, let's do this business. Build this extension. We'll do this. It does this. We built it. And then the silence were nuts. We just started getting people left, right, and center because ours was so good. Because the, the guy just is a better developer than anybody else. So when when other guys maybe that have a sixty percent success or seventy percent, we had like ninety nine point nine percent success. Like we would find the reviewer, and so we got so many signups. Unfortunately, like two months after, two or three months after we started getting going, Amazon shut the whole thing down, and that thing was like, oh. And so then I go, you know what? What can I build for Amazon sellers? So I want to stay in the space, right? I think that I know Amazon. I can help Amazon sellers. I help Amazon sellers on my lunchtime. People want to like sit and talk to me about Amazon and we do masterminds and like I'm in that area. So it's already 
I'm going to stay in this space, but what can I do to add value and what can I do to add revenue and et cetera? And I thought, well, software, it's kind of a no-brainer. And I thought, what is long-term that will never go away on Amazon? It's not emails, okay? It's not emails. It's not like Zonmaster. We use Zonmaster for emails, which we love. It's not going to be, you know, review stuff because that's going away. So I'm like, what is going to stick there forever? And I go, and it's ads. Like now, now we have some products where, no joke, we, we open it up. And we have the sponsored brands and we have the three sponsored, which is our products. And there's one spot of somebody else who's number one. Organic. What's well, us actually? I mean, the organic one, number one is us too. But literally the entire top of the fold is ads and then one organic and we own the whole thing. And we go, that is not going to go away. Amazon did $10 billion in 2018 in ad revenue. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, $10 billion in ad revenue. And they went from, they 5 x Imagine that you're in the billions and you 5 x your company. Oh my God. The, the year before <laughs> was, two, was, was 2 billion. So it went from 2 billion to 10 billion. I'm like, this, should, this is not going away. So how do I do something? So I, I was already in that software area. And at the time in summer of 2017, maybe it was, or 18, I forgot the exact year. I should probably know this when I do interviews. But it was May and we had hired a few people I had an ads person. I had an optimization person. Like I went, I'm like, Hey, we're doubling down on Amazon. We hired like three people locally and our expenses went up and we had a person do ads. And I said, this is what you do. And I, and I taught them how to do it. Right. And it was keep track of this. And when you do the change, make sure like, you know, you check if you never change it in the last certain time and check the date range. It was so complex. Right. And they, they ended up messing it up. I mean, it messed it up. Like the whole, the profits of the company went down and I didn't pay much attention because I was like hiring and I don't know, it was all over the place. And so the profit of the company was literally zero after like a month. It was terrible. And at the time, I wasn't looking at my profit per day, only sales and the sales were going up. And then I kind of had like a realization moment. I go, oh, crap. Like we're doing $500 profit per day and we have like three employees. I was like, oh, crap. This oh, is wow. really bad. This is like really bad. This was, I think, two, two years ago, two, like summer, two, two summers ago. And I go, this, we can't do this. So at the time I said, you know what? I'm going to automate this because what I was telling her to do was a lot of like Excel. We're using Airtable, like put this stuff in here, put when you change it, do all this admin. And I'm like, you know, a computer can do this. So when we built Samurai, any change that you do on your ads is recorded and you have it there. If you want to look at how something performed since the last time you changed it, you can look at that easily in Samurai. Like we built it. So I don't need to hire a person who's going to make human errors on something that doesn't need like Listen, humans are amazing. There is amazing ideas, creativity, building products. Like the human mind can do amazing things. Okay. But keeping track of a change log of like when you change your ads is not something a human needs to do. A computer will do it better. You program the computer and the computer will do it better than a person. So something that does not need human creativity, I think we should leave it to computers. And this is one of the things, keeping track of what you changed when. And then now we have rules. Okay, good. So how did it perform the last time you changed it? And it's so much easier. And so when our private label business was almost destroyed by bad hiring, bad process, and mistakes in ads, we did a whole revamp and you know we did all sorts of crazy stuff and changes. And making Samurai was part of the solution because I knew I wanted to be in software. The reviewer thing had crashed. And I said, this is it. Ads is the solution. If I'm having problems, other people are having problems, let's solve it. And that's kind of how it came about. Nice. I love that. So uh, I'm curious, like, how long ago did you make the software public? I want to say it's been open probably since like April, April of last year. So a little bit less than a year where people have actually been using it and it's been up. Like I mean, I've had like two or three people and my account's probably been on it for like maybe a year and a quarter or something like that while we were developing and stuff like that. But like open to public, I think it was around April of last year. 
Nice. Great. And you know, one thing, the reason why I got connected with you and the software is, so just so everyone knows, I use the software, right? That's my main PPC ooh, software. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's good. I love it. And it's something that we talked about inside of the Titan Network Mastermind. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's been really good. I mean, everyone's been really excited about the software and it works pretty well. And I'm curious, like, what do you have any like uh, new special features coming out anytime soon? I do. So as you know, there's a couple of key of key tools in the software, right? And, I, and what I did when I started making this, I'm like, what do I need, right? I don't want to download a search term report again in my life, right? So I, I, I yep. don't want search term reports. <laughs> like, I don't want it. And, and by the way, I think in the show notes, I'll send you the link. So I have a, an ads course that I've done, like 80% of it. It's up right now on YouTube. So I'm going to set a power user PPC. Oh, so awesome. That's out. And it gives the fundamentals of like all of ads. Now, the way that we built Samurai was like, I wanted everything that I do manually, that I have to do manually and download reports and all that crap. I want to just be able to do it with a few clicks. I don't want to download anything. So we said, okay, good. We need to get search terms that are performing well, and we need to move them over to be exact match so we can have optimal precision bids on those searches, right? So that's something we used to do manually. So like now we have the tool called Keyword Extractor. You click a button and boom, it creates a whole thing. Not only does it target an exact match, but also phrase and broad because it's like spiders. You're putting out your spider web to get new keywords. So that's done in the tool. Okay, so the next one is Quick Negative Matcher. So like on that one, you have a ton of search terms in your auto and your phrase and your broad that are all over the place. If you download your search and report, look around, do filters, check out the date range because the date range is also screwed up because like you download the report for one month. Oh, but wait, how did it do in last seven days? Like it's a mess if you have to do the Excel. So we said, good, that's something that's super important getting, you know, that. So we built the whole tool based around negative matching. So that's up. Then keeping track, like, like how this lady really messed up or whatever that, that worked for me. And, and part of it is my fault where I didn't have the software. I, I had nothing, which is like figure out when you change the bid. Because if I change the bid today and tomorrow my ACOS is bad, okay, well, like, you had one day. Or what if now I check tomorrow and I check seven day and like, sorry, but you just changed your bid three days ago. You already reduced it. So why would you reduce it again? So like keeping track of the last time it changed and having stats from the last time it changed till now. And then being able to do a sort of stack onto it. How did it perform in seven days? How did it perform in 30 days? And look at all that and then make a decision. Good. That's bid optimizer. That's the analytics as well where you can see all that at a glance. You can do filters. And what I want to say in terms of the new stuff coming out, I'm doing videos on it. And so now to answer that question, in the analytics, you can go to the keywords tab and you can do tons of filters and stack it up. And like, hey, ACOS was bad since I changed it, but it was also bad in seven days, also bad in 30 days. Let Show me all of that. Boom. And you can save that on the very top. There's a little share button. And that gives you a link that is reusable whenever. And you open it up and it'll give you those results. And so... What we're doing is we're building out like good. So every Tuesday, check these three links. Every you know, check these links. And so ah, nice. we're, we're gonna be able to in the tool save it so you don't have to save it like in a bookmarks or in a document. It'll be like in your dashboard, like, okay, these are my saved filters. But you could do that now. And so I haven't done training on it. So it's available, but like it hasn't been, you know, I did a couple of meetings here locally where we're like, oh wow, this is amazing and this, and like people are sharing the scripts that they had and whatever. And so that's up and coming where you can save it. But if you go now into analytics and you go to the keywords, you can stack on filters, save it, and you can go back to it and always will show you what's the results on it. Nice. Yeah, I love that's good. That's one thing I was actually going to suggest is to have that kind of save my settings feature because that's one thing I do. So I have like an SOP I've written and we've written inside of Titan is like here are basically the nine things you should do to kind of like do this and this and this. But it's just every single time you have to like type, tick, you know, download, filter, whatever. 
So that's good. That's great. And then one thing I was going to say about the bid history is that I love that feature a lot. And that's one thing that I found with, like you mentioned, I've done the whole download the, the search term report and then like do some fancy Excel mm-hmm. math mm-hmm. and then figure out like what's the worst, what are the keywords you should kill. But then I don't know because I'm like, oh, I can't remember. I changed this bid a while ago. <laughs> yeah. My search term report is like 6,000 lines. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't, how am I going to remember? And like, I had this whole thing where I had spreadsheets and tabs of like a week ago and then like two weeks ago and a month ago. And then like, but you still have, I was doing like vertical lookups and like, I was like, this is not working. This is like, uh, no, I need to yes. do something different. <laughs> and voila. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, we got you hooked up and, and I'm telling you once this, like the way it works now, we have all these new filters that are super fast. Like literally with a click, you could like change and see so much data and it's all there. I hope it, it works, you know, for you. And, and you did send me a list of some of the feature requests. One of them is going to be up tomorrow. We'll have one of those up that you want oh, nice. like a little quick link to the thing. Anyway. So one thing that we do is that we're very like fast. We're agile. We're like, Hey, a user needs this. Some of the stuff that you see in there, it's because the user asked us, like they said, Hey, we want x to be on there we're like okay cool let's put it in there so we're very happy to to solve problems that people have and i I think it's great you know yeah nice and so i have a little pro tip for everyone for all software reach out to the people who produce the software and just ask them like hey can you add this one feature can you do this one little thing like can you add a link can you do this can you change the way that this thing's laid out because i think it would look better like this or this is how i use it you should change it Every single time I've, I've reached out to a software provider, oh. they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And they, they get it changed that week. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's like I have my own like custom custom designer, custom uh-huh. programmer. But they're just, you know, you just message them and be nice and they'll generally listen to you sometimes. So it's good. And I, I appreciate you, Aaron, for doing that for me too. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you need to hear. That's what, just like on Amazon, someone writes to you and says, hey, this thing doesn't work for X and you go change your product. It's the same thing on Amazon as it is with software. Like, what are you in business for? You're in business to make somebody's life easier, to make somebody happy, to give somebody something somebody needs. So like software and Amazon, same thing. Listen to the customer. So thank you, Andrew, for being so vocal. Very few customers do that. You know? So like you're saying, uh, you, you write in. It can't hurt. Yep. Awesome. I, I hope you don't get 400 emails Too many. now. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, we wrote an SOP, a standard operating procedure, on like how we use the software and I publish yep. it on, on Titan. And I will double check with the higher ups in Titan to make sure I can share that. But hopefully I can get that okay. shared as like an actual like a guide on this podcast show notes. So if you Great. are listening, just scroll up. And go to the show notes on your podcast player and like you will find a link that goes straight to the SOP on how we use Samurai Seller. Can I get you to commit to like double checking that SOP to make sure it's all absolutely. legit? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> and you know, and as long as people will go and, and check out Titan and you know, as I want to just put a quick little plug since you know, we're probably going to be taking this stuff from Titan or you will or whatever is uh, Titan started out, you know, originally was this China magic group with Athena. And I'll tell you, I, I, no joke, I've probably made $3 million more in sales because I went to that trip like last year alone. So I want to say like totally, you know, that's amazing. And then the Titan Mastermind, I think there's such amazing stuff being shared within there. And like the thing, I know a lot of guys got in on Samurai early because I did do a masterclass in Titan. So maybe a little exchange here. Guys, I do have this amazing masterclass on how to launch products using Samurai inside of Titan. So I know you're a Titan leader in there, Andrew. And so if people want to go in there, they go and check it out. And then maybe we take that SOP and there you go. Everybody's happy. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it for sure. So Aaron, I love asking everyone the same 
three questions because everyone that I talk to and everyone who's listening are entrepreneurs, small business owners, or medium-sized business owners. And they always usually have to have like a reason that they do things. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. I always love hearing people's why. And I yeah. want to hear your why. Why do you do the things you do, Aaron? Well, there's a couple of reasons, but I'll tell you. I, I know we already went into a lot of the volunteering stuff, and I, and I really do feel like we as individuals have such an unlimited potential. We have genius inside of us. We have so much potential, so much power, so much creativity. And what's happening is the reason why a lot of things happen that are unjust in the world is because people sit by and don't do something. Okay. That is, I saw, and and I'm going to go back to this movie I saw recently, Harriet, you know, Harriet Tubman. There's this movie in the movie theaters, which is amazing. And while I read this book with my daughter, right? Harriet Tubman, right? If you realize this lady spent her entire life to save about 70 people from slavery, seven zero. Okay. Right now there's organizations where if you donate, so for example, Operation Underground Railroad, if you donate $2,500, they are able to get one person out of sex slavery. Okay. 2,500 bucks, one person out. Okay. Other ones. Well, I know other places where like I drove for a while that I used to work out there. So like you can actually get people off of drugs, you know, with a certain amount of money. Like if you literally put money into somewhere, you can do something where people literally Harry Tubman risked her life over and over and over, like at the brink of death, being chased by shotguns to save the life of like her sister and save the life of like a friend of her uncle's. You know what I mean? And so what's happening because of people like her, because of people like very famous people go and fight against the evils and things that are out there. That's when guys can't get around with like having whatever slaves, having whatever, but it still happens. When people sit around, and I'm sorry, and, and look, uh, it's not like I've never watched Netflix in my life, but if you're sitting around watching Netflix for like six hours a day, during that time, that's why people can go and like just fill the US with drugs and fill this stuff with like sex slate and whatever, all this other shit, because people, good people sit on their ass. So I refuse to sit on my ass. I'm working to work as hard as possible, make as much money as possible because it's my duty to give back. I'm not in Harriet Tubman's time. I'm not going to be able to go physically risk my life to go save a couple people. But if I go and I make 100 million, 300 million, and I can go and use that money to stop crap that's happening, then that's what I'm doing. So we, you know, we donated a crazy amount of money last year. We, like I have more money than I than I need. I don't need money. Like I have more money than I need. So I'm I'm actually working. To one, I mean, look, our slogan, our company is like bring happiness to the customers. We have a slogan, I'm not going to share it because everyone will know my brand, but like <laughs> we, we want to make people happy with business. We want to make money the right way, delivering something good. Like I'm not going to go make millions of dollars, you know, selling, you know, weapons till the Saudi Arabia or something, which people do that. So make money in a good way, use the money for a good thing. And if enough people do that, because you can change one person's life. So if you could change one person's life, well, what if you do that 10 times? What if you do that a hundred times? So I know it's kind of generic and kind of broad, but like everything you do matters. Every time you do something that is setting a good example for somebody else to go and not sit on their ass and waste time. And instead, like, go do something productive with your life and go give back. Because I've been fortunate to have a lot of people in my life that have reached out to me when I needed help. And, you know, I I was not on this path always. I mean, I was, uh, we didn't go into this whole thing. I'm not going to because I don't have enough time, but I could have been in in a much, much, much worse situation. And someone came and helped me, right? What do you want to call it? a spiritual worker or whatever? A, a volunteer came and helped me out of the crap that I was in. So I'm like, my way to give back is do that as much as possible 
And that's why I'm working. I mean, I work all the time. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Ah, my heart is singing right now. I just got chills from that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I love that there's people like you in the world. Like, that's why I love capitalism. There's a yeah. lot of bad things with capitalism. So I'm not like some crazy, like, oh, free markets for everything. But like, free markets for, you know, 95% of yeah. the things out there, right? Yeah. And like, go, you're able to provide, like you said, make people happy, provide value, make money, and then use that money for stewardship, for, for something important in the world. So I love that. That's it. Obviously, take care of your, yourself and your family. And then yes. outside of that, taking care of the world is a noble goal. That's right. And take care of your family well. You know, take care of your family well and take care of yourself well. And then take care of everybody else well. I mean, like the whole point, yep. there is enough money on this planet to do anything. Right. But there's there's money sitting there doing nothing everywhere. And there's people who are you know, drug money and this money. Blah, blah, blah. Like use it. Take your money and use it for something good. Like it's not it's not so much of a crazy concept. But anyway. Yeah. So there's this thing that I, I love that's called effective altruism. Mm-hmm. And the tagline of it. So, and it sounds like you're describing exactly what, what this concept is. And the, the, the tagline of it is pick with your brain and give with your heart or something like that. <laughs> OK. okay. Be smart. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, if we just emulate. Look at any hero in history, anybody who did something amazing in the world. These guys were not like lazy or like doing nothing. It takes hard work. So uh, sometimes in America, like people are afraid of work. Like work is the biggest gift you can have. You know what it's like to live a life doing nothing, not being able to do anything? That is a, that's a life of misery. So we've been sold that like not working is like your goal. Like your goal is to go and retire. No, the goal is like, listen... I changed somebody's life today. Like even, even in some of our products, like the person's super happy. Like, wow, you, you changed my morning life. Like, wow. Like, I don't know. It's raving fans. That's a pay. That's like, that's something valuable you want to have in your life. Going and sitting on a beach is people. You can only sit on a beach for so long and, and like, not like, okay, I'm bored now. Like that's not your, your goal in life should not be, Hey, I'm going to make all this money and go do nothing for years. Cause you're going to be bored as F you're going to be bored like crazy. The pay and the goal is what you're creating or what you're doing and your, your sort of legacy. I mean, what's your life for? Will anything be different because you live? Yes or no? You know? Anyway, sorry. I'm going to like a whole roll here, but... <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I feel you're passionate about it. Yeah, the effect of altruism. There's a really good website that I've given money to and I've, I've heard a, really, a lot of good things. So it's called givewell.org. Mm-hmm. Givewell. And they're about effective altruism. And the idea of effective altruism is like, you figure out like what you want to do, what you want to change in the world, but then you really kind of like do the whole follow-up and make sure what you're doing is actually having an impact. Yes. And uh, they have these charities on there where, like you said, you said the $2,400, right? Mm-hmm. To pull someone out of sex slavery. And they have stuff like that on there. And they'll say like, well, according to our analytics, we have this, this, and this. And we found that because you can do... You know, We found that when you give mosquito nets out, that reduces the amount of malaria, which reduces the amount of deaths. And you do the statistics, the actuarial tables and stuff like that. And $5,000 saves a life, saves yeah. one person from Ooh. dying of an effective disease. And these people are like mostly children in developing yes. countries. And so like $5,000, like you can save and literally like 5,000, you'll save one statistical life, right? But like, yeah, yeah, life, yeah. right? It's and amazing. so if you, yeah, it blows my mind. I, I think I like all the stuff I spend money on. And I'm like, oh, man, the car and the trip to wherever. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I just like, I just like spent, you know, like, seven people's lives worth of money on something. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, but I need to let like... Me t- <laughs> let me tell you, Andrew, you were... The fact that you're even aware and thinking about that at all means you are in the top, top, top percent of, and top percent of caring and, and knowing. Because there's people who will, you know, spend, I don't know, $300,000 on a car and not blink. 
And, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, am I going to get the Tesla, like the Model S or Model 3? I'm like, I'll say 50 grand and I could go donate 50 grand. And like, that's a little bit better. So I got my Model 3. I, I mean, I don't, I don't got, I didn't get the fucking Model S. I mean, so again, yes, maybe one day I'll have it. If I'm going to, if I make like $200 million, like sure, I'll go buy me like, I'll go buy me a $150,000 car, but not now, not now. You know what I mean? So anyway. Yep. Yeah. I love that. So uh, that was a good why. I love that. Was, we spent a lot of time on the why. And that's, that's one of my most favorite things to talk about. And the other thing I also like to ask people is what's a favorite book or a website or a podcast or something that we can consume? That's a, a great question. So I want to say the very first marketing book I ever read was one that I, it, it's so memorable and there's so much logic in it. It's called The End of Marketing as We Know It by Sergio Zyman. And he was the director of marketing for Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Now, you don't, you can like or not like Pepsi or Coca-Cola, but the guy like 10x the revenue, like into the billions and billions. And like, you'll see with that in mind, it's a fundamental where you go into Amazon and hacks and tricks and whatever. It's like, well, this is actually the fundamental. What is marketing? What are you selling? So that bug is amazing. In terms of entrepreneurship, I love Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Oh, yes. Um, that's like ultimate entrepreneurship, like doing something huge. And, and by the way, one thing he talks about in that book is his most effective college course was a college course where professionals from industries came and spoke. That was his college class. Like you would have Andrew, Andrew, come speak at the college and teach people at Amazon. So that was a college course. He said that was the most, the best course he did in all the college that he had. And he went to whatever school he went to. I don't know if it was expensive. I don't remember. But like, you can now you can just go on a podcast and do that. So anyway, that's Oregon. Great, I think you went to Oregon okay. State or Oregon U of yeah. whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So fine. You went to school. Like that is the best class. And right now you can get that for free. You don't got to go to college yep. to do that. You want to go get a lecture from the top Amazon seller? Go listen to this one. You know what I mean? So it's huge. So those two are, are huge books. And yeah, I'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I love that book. I read that book this last year, Phil Knight's book. Shoe Dog. Wait. Yeah. Shoe Dog. Yeah. Shoe Dog. Yeah. Shoe Dog. Yeah, it's, I love it. So, so it's kind of fun because like, I don't know if you probably don't know this about me, but I uh, spent this last year just doing a digital nomad. My wife and I just traveled around the world for okay. an entire year wow. in 32 countries inside nice, of 12 nice. months. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. And so we we did that before we got pregnant. When we got pregnant, like literally the first week we came home. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, congrats. That must have been a very fun trip. It was a very fun trip. <laughs> Yeah, that was super fun. But the fun thing is that I was reading that book and he mentions that in, I think he was kind of a teenager in the mid 70s or so. He mentioned that he actually took off a year and traveled around. And part mm -hmm. of his story is that he went to, he went all over Europe and he went to Greece and he saw a statue of Nike, who is the goddess of victory or battle or something like that. And he's like, oh, Nike. And so that kind of like went into his mind, whatever, with that. And I was like, oh, what? He's on a worldwide trip. And like, I'm literally in the middle of my worldwide trip right now, too. So I love that book. So good. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. It's riveting. So I love reading. I think we should always be reading and like learning. And yeah. And Aaron, can you tell us what is one actionable thing that Amazon sellers can go do today? I do think that surveying your main image, and I almost don't want to share this because I feel like it's an edge that I have right now, but whatever. Again, I, we already talked about it on the podcast, and that's a huge one. The next one is guys adding products. Like I know it's not new news, but I'll tell you when we like focus on optimizing listings and like doing ads and only focusing on ads and listings and this, the revenue does not go up very much. You're not going to have a huge thing. So go right now. If you haven't launched a product in a year, 
you haven't launched a product in six months, hell, if you haven't launched a product like this month, you're not having your goal to do this. We are in a gold rush on Amazon. Each position that you have right now, number one for Silicon Spatula right now might be worth a million dollars. In 10 years, it'll be worth $5 million. So getting those spots right now, and I, I literally, I, I, like, fine, don't listen to me if you don't want to. If you don't have a desire to sell 50 million or 100 million or more on Amazon, just don't do this. But if you do, the way to do it is more spots, more positions, more shelf space. Because a shelf space, you can just buy, get launched a new product, get that shelf space. That will grow. 20 years from now, you will not be able to launch a product on Amazon successfully. All the billions of dollars in the world will be like flushing their, into Amazon. You will have no chance. So get the spot now. Launch products. We did more than one product every single week last year. We're going to do more than that this year. And that's the game. We want to get to 100 million in two years. We want to get like, we just want to grow and be leaders of, of Amazon. I mean, it is a gold rush. So don't waste your time and do other stuff and spend all day. Yes, you should learn PPC. Go do the masterclass in Titan on Samurai and how to launch a product PPC. Good, you should learn that. But the way that's, the reason that's important is because you can launch a product, get it to page one super fast, get a shelf space, get the next product, do that. So like, Everything you do, if you if you have a goal, like we're talking, like you have, like I have, which is like make a difference. Right now, launching products is the number one thing you do to increase your revenue, increase your footprint, your impact, and have more money. So, ah, I love that. My mantra is always ABL, ABL, ABL. Always be launching. Always be always launching. Be always launching. Be launching. Yes. I and I, I know like sometimes like my, my business partner gets like upset. He's like, dude, we need to like fix some things. Like, no, we need more products. That's always the answer. Like we more sales, more revenue and more products means more revenue, which is more opportunity for profit at least. That's right. Everything that you have now in 10 years when people have like drones and like 50 second Amazon yeah. delivery, <laughs> that spot is going to be worth so much money. So go get the spots, go dominate, get that spot and don't let, defend it. And you're, you're, you'll have a bunch of money. So anyway, awesome. Yep. Ah, okay. I love that. Aaron, I think we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Launching product, I, literally the best, the best advice anybody can get. Yeah. Uh, so last, last little tip. Mm-hmm. Do you just do PPC launches or do you do anything else special for launches? You know, PPC is is a big part of it. And I think that, you know, we have an established business now. So again, I don't know like all your listeners, how much are established and how much are new. When you're newer, it's a little more difficult because you try to make money on your first sales and you want to like, you need to like, maybe someone put in $5,000 and like, I need my $5,000 back. We didn't take money out of the business for two years, not a single penny. We just put more money in. We just put more money in. And so what happens is in the launch phase, we do ads. We also do some like search, find, buy kind of things. Very, very little. I mean, I know some people do like 500 years. We do very, very little. And again, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it. We do a little bit of that. We do a lot of ads. And for us, a big thing is the pricing. You know, pricing is very important to us. Like I've had, and, and I'm going to share, I'm going to just share it. I mean, whatever. It's like whoever, if you can learn from this, probably you'll, you're going to do something good with it. But there was a seller who's doing about 30 million. And this is one of the masterminds I went to last year. And the guy said, look, when a guy comes in at like a break even price, there's nothing I can do. So I go, hmm, it's a good point. So if you look at a guy who's doing 30 million, his weak spot is, People coming in at this price, taking a bunch of market share, and then raising the price. If that's his weakness, guys, like it's everybody's weakness. I mean, like what's happening is if you have that in one spot, you're not going to lower your price. So again, uh, and and some people go against this, and like especially in like info marketing and other type of stuff, like don't have a low price and blah and whatever. That all may be true, 
But on Amazon, guys, price matters. Maybe not in every category, maybe not for creams, maybe not for supplements. Again, I, I don't know all the categories, right? But if you're doing physical products, probably the price is very important. So if you could launch, even if you don't do a lot of giveaways, even if you don't do a lot of ads, you just do very targeted giveaways or targeted ads and you do like a little bit of a launch process, but your price is like extremely attractive and your listing is good, you probably will launch very well. And then you increase nice. the price later. So we, we, we do do that a lot. Uh, you described everything that we do too. So we yeah. do PPC heavy and then just a few search find buy giveaways and then pricing. Yep, that's cool. All right, Aaron. Thank you so much. This awesome. was a really fun interview. And I love I love your why. I love your help in the world, making a lot for yourself and your family and for the world. So I, I appreciate what you're doing. And, and thanks so much for coming on. Awesome, Andrew. It was great to be here. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you.